Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! And welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience podcast for the week of October 30th, 2014. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and coming up on today's show, you will be hearing my fantastic conversation with local actor, Mr. Stephen Harwick. But first of all, I would like to apologize if my voice sounds a little bit different. I've been fighting off a sinus infection, a sore throat, and other allergy-related things, so... Uh, if you're not affected by these things when the weather changes, you should consider yourself very lucky because it's a pain in the you-know-what, so I apologize if I sound a little bit congested. As far as news goes, um, I got to do a couple of cool interviews this past weekend in Fort Walton Beach. First, I was able to interview Miss Anne-Marie Crouch, who is the head of AMC Talent, and she has been recommended to me by so many of my former guests, and it was nice to finally sit down with her and discuss her modeling and acting career and what she does with AMC Talent. It's, it was a really fun time, and you guys will be hearing that in a couple of weeks. I also got to interview a guy named John Michael Ferrari, who uh, I had never met before, but uh, Anne-Marie had recommended that I interview him while he was in town. He's actually from Los Angeles, and he does a lot of speaking engagements about uh, acting with your eyes, and you'll get to hear more about that next week. Uh, he's a super, super nice guy, and uh, you'll just get to learn a lot of cool things. Like I was just kind of mesmerized by just hearing him explain these things, and it was a very, very good learning experience, so I can't wait for you guys to hear that next week. And as far as like mainstream news goes, uh, Marvel had an event a couple of days ago that uh, revealed the titles and release dates for all of their Phase 3 films, which will take place after Avengers Age of Ultron. And if you haven't checked out that trailer yet, I highly recommend it because it was really, really good. But Phase 3 kicks off in May of 2016, with Captain America Civil War, which will also feature Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Uh, Doctor Strange comes out in November of 2016, and that will feature the newly cast Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Stephen Strange, and I am very much looking forward to that because he has become one of my favorite actors in Hollywood right now. He just, his presence is so strong when he's on screen, and his voice is so deep and commanding. You just have to pay attention to him when you see him on the screen. So I really think he's going to bring a lot to that film. And then in 2017, we have Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Thor Ragnarok, which is the third Thor movie. And then in November of 2017, we finally get the long-awaited Black Panther film. I know a lot of comic book fans have been wanting a Black Panther film for years, so you will be getting it on November 3rd, 2017. In 2018, we have Avengers Infinity War Part 1. In July, we have Captain Marvel. November 2nd, 2018, we have Inhumans. And then Phase 3 concludes in May of 2019 with Avengers Infinity War. 
And I would highly recommend checking out the Infinity War trailer as well because it features Thanos wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. So that's all I really need to say about that. And that's really about it as far as the mainstream news goes. And plus, I don't know how much longer my voice is going to hold out. So real quick, before we get to our guest this week, I would once again like to thank the Unicorn Wranglers for allowing me to use their song Twin Peaks from their upcoming album Murder Mystery Night as the official theme song of the Derek Diamond Experience. If you want to find out more information about the Unicorn Wranglers or if you want to hear some more of their music, Check them out uh, on Twitter at Wranglers. Like them on Facebook at the Unicorn Wranglers. Their website is unicornwranglers.com. And you can also find them on Instagram at Wranglers. So let's move on to our guest this week. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the show that you'll be hearing my conversation with Stephen Harwick, who is a local actor. I met him at a meet and greet, but not the same meet and greet that I've mentioned several times in the past. This was at another meet-and-greet in Mobile, Alabama back in March, I believe. It was actually right after I started this podcast. And what's funny is I went to this meet-and-greet obviously looking for film work, but I was also looking for uh, podcast guests, and that's where I met uh, Austin Herman and Matt Wilkins, who I've had on the show previously, uh, Tamara Murley from American Horror Story, who's also been on the podcast. And Stephen was a super, super cool guy, and... When I was looking at his resume, he had actually worked with several people that I knew. So I thought that he would be a good guest to have on the show. And you'll get to hear not only about his acting career, but also his opinions on uh, some movies that he's seen and even some sports. So it was a really, really fun conversation. Steven's a super nice guy, and uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy it. So sit back and enjoy this wonderful conversation I had with Stephen Harwick. Welcome back to the Derek Diamond Experience here with my very special guest this week, uh, local actor Mr. Stephen Harwick. Stephen, how's it going? Pretty good. I'm doing great. How you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. I I appreciate you coming by and doing this interview. And I, I actually said in the open, we met uh, a few months ago at uh, Carrie Hunter's meet and greet over in Mobile. And what's funny is I at first went to that meet and greet to just see if I could get involved with anyone else's project or anything. But since then, I've kind of become uh, the podcast guy. Yeah. Which is weird (laughs) because like a lot of people that I've met at that meet and greet and another one that was here in Pensacola, I've had a good majority of them on the show already so it's yeah i've been checking them out and listening to them every other week when you post them because uh you moved to thursdays yeah i've been listening to them yeah yep the uh we're doing this interview on a wednesday so the first thursday episode will be out tomorrow and it'll have uh uh do you know bob constance i think i met him a couple times yeah he works with carrie hunter a lot yeah yeah i interviewed him he's a pretty cool guy but the cool thing about those meeting is you meet so many cool people yeah everybody's really nice and welcoming around here I don't know if you feel the same way, but whenever Carrie talks at the beginning and then kind of releases everyone to mingle, I get petrified <laughs> with that kind of stuff. Because the, the one in uh, in January, I just kind of stood there like, uh, I don't know a single person in this room. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way usually, and then I just 
eventually I just give up and try to break out somewhere and talk to everybody a little bit. Yeah. But uh, first thing I wanted to ask you, uh, are, are you from the Pensacola, like Gulf Coast area? Yeah, I'm from Milton, Milton, Florida. It's about oh, okay. 15, 20 minutes outside of uh, Pensacola. My dad was in the Navy, so we traveled a lot, but this is where we ended up. Oh, where all of you traveled to? Um, I lived in New York, California, Tallahassee for a while, Virginia, just all over the U.S. Sweet. Yeah. yeah that, that, sounds, that sounds like a really good way to travel. Where, where were you born? Uh, Philadelphia. Oh, nice. Home of the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. My dad's a big Eagles fan. He's got the jacket and everything. Oh, really? Yeah, my, uh, I have a friend who I do another podcast with who's a big Eagles fan. So I, I, I've watched a fair share of Eagles games yeah. in my day. Um, growing up, like, what were, what were some of your interests? Like, were you always into movies even when you were a kid? Like, what, were you a video gamer? Or, like, what, what kind of kid were you growing up? Um, I was really, really into sports, especially basketball oh, okay. and t-ball. I played t-ball for a little while, but basketball, I just, it took over my life when I was younger. I was just, I had to be on the teams. I had to play 24-7, keep up with the NBA, and played a lot of video games and watched a lot of movies. But I was, uh, I was one of those kids who, when you'd watch a movie, you'd go home and immediately you had to be whatever characters were in that movie <laughs> for the rest of the week until you saw a different movie. So what uh, what position did you play in basketball? Uh, usually point guard and shooting guard because I'm I'm not the tallest person, but I'm pretty quick, so I was usually running point. Uh, what uh, who who's your NBA team? Miami Heat. Miami I've been Heat. Miami Heat since 2003 when they drafted Dwayne Wade and I, I like Dwayne, <laughs> I like Dwayne Wade a lot. Yeah. So you you were a fan before LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was to be honest, I was a little bit disappointed when they when they got LeBron because I really? was just like. Because I'm just I'm a diehard Dwayne Wade fan. I knew once LeBron got there, he was going to take over. And but it, I mean, it worked out well. They won a few championships out of it. So, but he's gone now. So we'll see how it happens. Because they're not getting any younger. So that is true. It's going to be interesting to see how the Heat play without LeBron now. So besides uh, Dwayne Wade, who were some of your favorite basketball players? Like it could be when you were a kid or even now. I loved watching. Uh, I didn't watch him when I was younger, but Sean Kemp. Mm-hmm. I love watching him because that guy just when he jumped he he jumped out of the building and whoever was under the rim was gonna they were getting put on a poster there was yeah <laughs> there was no stopping that guy big fan of uh, David Robinson Tim Duncan Steve mm-hmm. Nash Derek Fisher uh, John Stockton mm-hmm. uh, Pistol Pete yeah I love those old old classic games because basketball is not what it once was I don't think oh no no it, it's much less of a defensive sport now yeah. than it was back in the day yeah and then with all the rule changes and I don't know. They they don't play as tough anymore. Yeah, you, which you can say that about really any sport because yeah. football is the same way. There are so many rules. Like you pretty much can't even touch the quarterback now without getting a flag. But um, what about uh, movies? What were some of your favorite movies when you were growing up? Growing up, I loved. Um, I really really loved A Night's Tale with uh, Heath Ledger. I, yep. I just love that one. I, that Underrated one I saw. movie, by it the way. It really is. It really is. But when I saw that one, I, I took a yardstick and I was just running around the house yelling, William, like, you know, I just wanted to be that guy so much. It didn't make any sense. But I love, like, um, Disney movies. You remember back when, um, like, every every night they'd have, like, a 7 o'clock Disney movie, like Johnny Tsunami or mm-hmm. The Luck of the Irish or something like that. I love those movies. Every every night I'd be in the house watching one of those Disney movies. Yeah, you can't beat a good Disney movie. You can't. I mean, whether you it's can't. the – even some of the ones that aired strictly for TV – we're pretty good too. Yeah, like every Halloween, we still watch Halloween Town, all the Halloween mm-hmm. Town movies. I haven't seen that movie in ages. Yeah, it's uh, it's become a family tradition. <laughs> I, I don't think I have a like traditional Halloween movie 
that I oh, watch. Yeah? There, there's several Christmas ones that I watch. Yeah, like Christmas the, is big. Like the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Uh, my all-time favorite is probably the animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's yeah, one I, really I like watch every Christmas Eve. I like the live action one too. That one was pretty funny. We were actually talking about that at uh, at work today. One <laughs> one of our uh, higher ups was doing a very poor Jim Carrey Grinch imitation, but it was it was pretty funny. Like it was so bad, but I was like, well, you get an A for effort at least. I love to watch Jim Carrey do impressions. Like, oh, absolutely. He he's so great. Yeah, he really is. He's so good with the facial expressions too. That just makes. Yeah. Anything he does so much funnier. He's just always so loose with his movements. and mm-hmm. But he can do the dramatic stuff just as well, too. Oh, absolutely. A absolutely. lot of guys are like that. Like Robin Williams was the same way. He was he was one of my favorite actors. I like always wanted to work with him, but unfortunately he passed away. But that guy was something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've mentioned this a few times uh, on the show, but I loved watching a the bonus features from Aladdin. And seeing him in the the booth doing the genie voice, yeah, and just him being so animated even then because he's waving his hands up and he's projecting himself a lot, and it it was just it was great because you could tell he was just putting that much more emotion into yeah, it. Yeah, he had so much fun. Yeah. Even like you'd see him in interviews or things like that. He was always the same way. It's just whatever he did, he he went all the way. Yeah. Have you ever watched the improv comedy show Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, I love that show. Have you seen the episode with him in it? I I don't think I have. He did, I have to look it up today. He did one episode and it's one of my favorites. It's probably number 2 or number 3 on my all-time favorite. I have to check that list. one out. It's really really good. He makes fun of Drew Carey a lot, which is great. Yeah, because I, I love Wayne Brady and um, yeah, all of those guys are just great. Yeah, they they brought that show back, I think, two years ago, and it, it's still funny, but it's not nearly as good as what it used to be, yeah. partially because I think Jim uh, Drew Carey's not the host, Yeah, because he just added so much uh, to that show. Yeah, there's a lot of, he's a, he's a personality, that guy. Yeah. He's great. He's bounced around a lot of different shows, but I, I like to watch him on anything he was hosting. Yeah, I can only imagine how it was being the director of that show, trying to oh, keep yeah. all those guys in check. Or the camera guys trying to keep the cameras from bouncing around while you're laughing. Yeah, I know. It, it was great. But um, what what was it that made you want to get into acting? Was it a certain film, or did you like take a class just for the heck of it? Or like, what what exactly was it? Um, well, it was a it was a combination of things. I actually started out as a right after high school. I started public speaking, mm-hmm. and I traveled throughout Florida doing a lot of. Um, public speaking on like anti-bullying, anti-tobacco activism, just a wide range of topics. And I, uh, I also was going to school at the same time for journalism because I wanted to write novels and just tell stories. And then one day I was sitting there, I was like, I don't, I don't know about the journalism because it was a lot of uh, news reporting and things like that. I didn't really get to tell the stories how mm-hmm. I wanted to. And then I thought about it more and I was like, well, I'm already on stage and I already want to tell stories if you put that together. Is something like acting. So I was like, let me let me try to find a class. It took a really long time for me to find a class, actually. And really? Uh, yeah, it was really hard. It took me probably six months to a year to find an actual class to get into. And the one that I found was on Craigslist. So I wasn't sure. I was, I was really nervous. I yeah. was like, because the night before the class started, I was flipping through the TV guy, just looking for something to watch. And the uh, show, or it was like a Lifetime movie, I think. It was called The Craigslist Killer. It was the first thing oh, I saw, geez. and I was like, oh, man, I can't, do I need to go to this? I don't know about uh, this thing, because you never know with Craigslist what you're going to be walking yeah. into, but it actually ended up being with a guy named Lane McCall out of uh, Club Major. He's now moved his company to uh, Houston, Texas, Oh, okay. but it was a great, great class in the, the Meisner technique, and I just learned a whole lot from him. He really got me comfortable with acting 
in general because I, I hadn't had much experience with it. And he led me to Anne-Marie Crouch and uh, Darla Briganti mm-hmm. at AMC Talent, who I took more classes with. And it's just been great. And what, what was the technique you mentioned? Uh, the Meisner technique. What exactly is that? It's, um, it's a lot more based on um, an as-if. Mm-hmm. Like, um, trying to think now because it's been a while, and I don't really use that technique as much as I used to. But, like, um, say you're going into a scene and you're like, okay, what is the character doing? What is uh, the character essentially doing? And what's it like? Like, um, say the character's talking to his brother about drugs, like his brother's on drugs or something like that. What in my life can I relate to that to come up with a similar result? Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting technique. Yeah, I've, uh, I've had acting classes... Uh, recommended to me by people that have taken classes with both Darla and uh, Anne Marie, who I think I'm actually interviewing fairly soon uh, over the next week or that so. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, that's one that I've been trying to get together for a while, but our schedules just have it yeah. matched up. But she travels a lot. Yeah, yeah. When I saw that, uh, I can't remember who it was that actually recommended her, but like I looked at her resume, and as soon as I saw Power Rangers, I'm like, <laughs> "Yep, this this has got to happen eventually." Yeah, because I, I was a huge fan of that show. You have to up. ask her about her um, her karate scenes and that. I, I will make sure <laughs> to do that. Uh, but uh, what after you finished with your acting classes, what were some of the first uh, acting projects that you worked on? Um, when I was public speaking, I did. Um, they did a lot of short films just for when we had events and things like that. And that was my first real on-camera experience that I had. And I, I was awful in that. But at the same time, I had so much fun that I wanted to do a lot more. And then mm-hmm. I, um, when they shot Atlantic Rim here in Pensacola, I was an extra on that. Oh, cool. It was really fun. I got to run around as a soldier in downtown Pensacola carrying like a, a huge gun. And it was just people were staring at us like we were crazy. But it was a lot of fun, too. It was storming and freezing cold, but it was a great time. Those are my first uh, experiences during classes, and ever since I've just been doing a lot of short films here and there, just looking for more work. What uh, have been some of the short films that you've done? I did um, Cash with Kel- Kevin Almodovar. Yeah, I hope I said that right. That's going to be going to um, film festivals soon. He's hoping to get that in places like P- the Pensacon Film Festival, and nice. that's going to be a really interesting one because he, uh, he does a lot of really cool things with light techniques, and it's just going to be really cool to watch. That's awesome. I still have your your resume that you gave me at that same meet and greet, and there were a couple (laughs) of ones I wanted to ask you about. Um, And I actually talked with uh, Carrie about this at one of the Channel 3 uh, football broadcasts, Um, and plus the title just intrigued me. It's called (laughs) Girls Love Douchebags. Yeah. (laughs) What exactly is this? I've got to know this. (laughs) That was, uh, that's a short, it's it's probably under three minutes, I like to think. But it's um it's on YouTube. It's got like close to a thousand or twelve hundred views or something like that. And basically, it was uh, me and two other guys. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we it was pretty much like just direct the camera, and we were just making these comments, very uh, misogynistic comments. <laughs> it was just so funny. I, I had a hard time keeping a straight face at it with when I was saying some of the things myself. But yeah, it was just like um, girls love douchebags. <laughs> You'd have to check it out. It's really funny. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Uh, whenever we finish this interview, because just the title of it, because I I was looking over this again and I saw that I was like, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, it's really funny. When I first read the, because uh, I had to audition for that and I had to tape an audition, so I didn't really know. I was reading, I was just like, how am I supposed to say this? So I just recorded myself 
reading every line from it. And the more I said, I was like, oh, my God. I hope my mom doesn't see this one. But that's all I kept thinking. You got to think, it's probably fun to actually play like a douchebag oh, yeah. or a villain I type loved character it. because it's, you get to act a completely different way than you do in real life, yeah. and you can get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I can imagine how fun it's got to be. Uh, we were all in the room, and it was just so much fun because she was like, just improv it, just say some crazy stuff. And I had a great time with it. It was really quick, but I just, I love that one. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. What, um, let's see, you've talked about Atlantic Rim. Uh, what, uh, on your training, it says that you did improv. Now, is that like a specific type of class? I did that, that with Emery um, and Darla Briganti. Darla Briganti, yeah. We did um, a lot of improv techniques, just trying to get better, because there's, there's actually a lot of uh, ways to improve how you do your improv. Like, uh, you don't say no to anything. That helps a lot. If you just, like, say I'm, me and you are feeding off of each other, just improving. If I was to say no, that'd be, like, the scene wouldn't really go anywhere anymore. Yeah. It but if I say yes, and I keep building, and you and I keep building and building on top of each other with this, it's just, there's no telling where it's going to go, really. So how does that class go? Is like a certain situation presented, and you just are kind of thrown into it, and you converse with the other person? Yeah, it's like um, some of the exercises, like we would just, she'd give us a way to start, and then I, uh, not saying no, we just go on each other. So you might end up starting talking about gummy worms and leading to a can of worms where you've opened up a black hole in space or something. There's really no telling where you're going to go. Uh, that's cool. That's really that, that would probably be a lot of fun to do. Yeah, that was a lot, a lot of fun. I love that one. That would probably be one of the most helpful classes. Like if someone were starting out taking acting classes, yeah, that would probably it really be a, is. one of the more beneficial ones. It helps you get really comfortable with yourself, especially while you're like um, on stage or in front of a camera. It helps a lot. Yeah, and also um, watching people like we talked about Robin Williams, he's probably the best example of an improv actor that I've ever seen. And just watching him, it's like it's you learn so much from people like that. Well, that's the great thing about improv is that it's organic. Yeah, and not saying that reading a script word for word is bad, but some actors, when you watch them, you can tell that they're reciting yeah. lines in their head, and it sounds like it's like it's being read. Mm -hmm. Where you get someone like a Robin Williams or a Jim Carrey that can just go off the cuff like that, it, it seems real. Yeah. And that, to me, is what makes guys like that stand above everybody else. And whatever they say is so much funnier, too, because it's just it's their own themselves as the character just going. Yeah, I, I would love to be on set for a comedy like that, or even oh, yeah. like, a, like a Will Ferrell comedy. Yeah. Like that, that would just be great, because I know uh, Adam McKay, he'll, whenever he writes stuff, he'll come up with lines, but sometimes they'll change on the spot because mm -hmm. he'll be like oh well this is actually funnier so let's do this instead even things like that to me yeah like um really really good when they were doing when robin williams way back when he was doing mork and mindy they'd leave did you ever watch that mork and mindy i've i've seen clips but i've never really sat down and watched yeah. like a full episode uh, of it a lot of times in the script they just say uh like robin goes off and they just give him entire like two three pages where he just improvs and they wow. just write that in the script because he was that good at it that's awesome that's really really cool but um, when you're acting, like, except for the girls love douchebags part, have you mostly been like, uh, what's the right way I'm trying to say this? Like, have you always been, say, the quote unquote nice guy or the good guy? Um, what thing? In usually, guy? usually I get the uh, the jerks, like the guys who are just kind of like really into themselves. Or uh, I've been getting a lot of like uh, thug roles lately. I've been auditioning for a few TV shows, and I've been getting a lot of thug roles. Really? Yeah, which is funny because it's really like completely opposite from who I am. But it, 
it's always fun to do that to play somebody different than yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's good to have variety like that. Yeah, like yeah. it would it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, because I mean, you don't act to be yourself; you act to be other people. So yeah. that, yeah, that I is really true. enjoy it. Um, as far as movies go, like I, I ask you, what were some of your favorite movies growing up? What about some that have came out in say the last few years that you've really liked? Oh man, there's so many. I've actually this year I've decided to uh, every time I watch a movie, I make a note of the movie and I give it a score one through ten. And I've I've been doing that since uh since the new year all year I've been doing it. But I really liked uh, Drive. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. That is amazing. That's one of my favorite movies recently. In uh, Shame. And pretty much anything with Carrie Mulligan, I'm, I'm going to love it. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's Shame, Drive. I don't know if you've seen her, directed by uh, Spike Jones. I, I want to see that a lot. Like, that I've was heard really great, good. great things about it. Yeah, there's this one shot in there where he's like, uh, he's sitting on like a, like a concrete thing, and like there's a screen behind him, and it's this huge shot of an owl, and it's just amazing. When, when I saw that in the theater, I just my, my jaw dropped. It was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of those. And... Um, I watched uh, this movie. It was an animated film. I believe it's from Japan called Wolf Children, but that was really good. The name sounds familiar. That was a really good one. One of my friends recommended that to me, and I just loved it. Yeah, I haven't delved much into the the Japanese animation, but yeah. what little I've seen, you know, I've liked. Yeah, they have a really different uh, way of telling stories over there. That's mm-hmm. really cool. But I, it's a cool way, though. Yeah. And uh, what about, uh, like, is there a specific type of movie that you're drawn to? Because it seems like the ones you've named are a lot of, like, thriller slash dramatic types, maybe? Uh, I think I'm more into those uh, those kinds like that. Just, uh, I don't know, something about, I'm not really big into horror. I don't know why. I've never been a A lot a of people I've guy. talked to aren't big into to horror. I, I think I tried to watch Chucky when I was younger, and it just... It ruined everything for me. Yeah, that probably wasn't a good one to, <laughs> no, to start out with. I remember watching it with my cousins, and I was just like, I can't stay the night anymore, guys. I have to go home. I, I just can't do it. I remember when I was uh, I was probably like eight or nine years old, and I tried to watch the movie Leprechaun. Oh, man, that with, was a rough one. Yeah, with uh, Warwick Davis, and then years later I found out he was Wicked the Ewok from Return of the Jedi, and I was like, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Are you excited for the, the new Star Wars movies? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm... I'm a little nervous about it just because I'm curious to see where they go with it, but I'm I wouldn't have picked anyone other than JJ Abrams yeah. to do it just because he's a fan and he knows what the people want. And plus yeah. with the fact that they're going back to using more practical effects and not relying so much on CG and green screen and everything like that. Like they're actually going on location. They're mm-hmm. using sets. Uh the aliens are puppets for the most part. I mean, I'm, there's going to be some CG obviously, but to me, it fits in more continuity-wise with the original trilogy because yeah. these take place after. So I, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to see you know Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and everybody back in yeah. their old roles. And, and the new people are going to be really interesting too. Yeah, like they got um, Lupita Nyong'o. She's great. She was in Twelve Years a Slave, mm-hmm. and um, I can't ever remember her name, but she's uh, she plays Brienne on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. She's I don't know who there. you're talking about. Yeah, I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of wanting to know what the story is, but I kind of don't. <laughs> yeah. Because anytime I see a potential spoiler, I think, do I really want to read this? Or <laughs> usually I just keep scrolling because when it comes down to it, I kind of want to know as little as possible. Yeah. So that way I can just, because to me, that's the best way to enjoy a movie. Because if you follow something in such great detail, 
you develop a certain expectation for it. Yeah, and then it can be really bad. Yeah, it can even if it's a good movie, it doesn't meet your expectation, then it'll be you'll think it's terrible. Yeah. But if you go in and know next to nothing about it and you just kind of follow along with it, then it turns out to be really good cuz I, I knew little about uh Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it was when the same it came way. out and I loved that movie. Oh man, it, I it loved had it, so it had much. a a very Star Wars feel. It did. It was just like a fun 80s sci-fi movie. It really was. I've heard rumors that they might even mix those together at some point. I don't know how they do it, but I've read online somewhere that they were considering it, which would be interesting to see. The uh, You're talking about Guardians and Avengers? And, and uh, Star Wars. That would be interesting. I don't know how they'd be able to do that, but it'd be... Yeah, I, I think I know what story you're talking about, but that, that would be interesting. And I mean, theoretically, it's possible because Disney owns yeah. Star Wars and guardians so i i personally wouldn't want them to do that but no i i wouldn't either i want star wars to stay star wars you know yeah i wouldn't mind if they for say avengers 3 had an avengers and guardians team up i think yeah. that would be really fun i mean i'm excited to see what happens with that and then uh dc too dc's got a lot of stuff coming up yeah i'm i actually think that uh ben affleck's gonna do a better Batman than Christian Bale. You think so? I really do. I'm excited to see what how he does. I'm not. I'm trying not to have judgments on it because I remember like when they first announced, everybody was like, "Oh, everybody out. hated it." I remember hearing about it, and I legitimately thought it was an April Fool's joke <laughs> or something like a joke. I'm like, this this can't be real. And then, and then I looked on the USA Today website, and it was on there, and I'm like, huh. I guess this is happening. That's how I felt when they said, um, I think it's Jesse Eisenberg was going to be Lex Luthor. I was like, oh, yeah, I. I wanted Brian Cranston. That's who I wanted to. That would have been so good. I, I could see as soon as I heard that name, I was like, oh, he's perfect. That's the guy. After you watch one episode of Breaking yeah. Bad like from the later seasons, you're like, that would be the perfect Lex I mean, Luthor. he's got the look and everything. It's just like... Yeah. I'd be happy with more Breaking Bad. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. I, I'm curious to see what they do with that, uh, that spinoff with Saul Goodman. Yeah. Which, uh, I, I've told people this, but one thing that would be a cool... Uh, way to end the show like in the entire series is after he moves to New Mexico because I can't remember where he starts out but he's in a different city and he has a different name and everything and eventually he moves to New Mexico changes his name to Saul Goodman and then that's how he becomes the criminal lawyer Mm -hmm. for the last episode he should be in like a mall or say like a grocery store and he bumps into this guy and you don't see who it is at first and then the guy turns around and it's Walter White (laughs) Like with hair, Walter White. Everybody like would Walter everybody White. would lose it. Oh, I, I, would, I would scream at the yeah, TV. I would, <laughs> I would go crazy. That to me would just be such a great way to tie that into the Breaking yeah. Bad series. Because I mean, then it's just like just start the Breaking Bad right after that, and you just, yeah, just move absolutely. right into it. I, I'll probably do that whenever that happens. Because that to me, that show started out kind of slow. Yeah, that's but, what a lot of people think. But from season two on, just the character development was was dang near flawless yeah because i mean there's a lot of shows that i'm like that was the same way with game of thrones for the first three or four episodes i've, n- I've actually never watched game of thrones oh before. you have to watch that one like it's been highly recommended to me by several people but... i love that one i'm just i'm hooked like the first three or four episodes i wasn't really sure about it but then once i started getting through that first you know uh, or the first season it just it took over and i was like I, that's the only show i need right now game of thrones i hear a lot of people get angry with it because of the amount of uh, character deaths yeah <laughs> but it's crazy i guess i guess you don't uh you don't sign the 
like a multiple season contract for that show. Yeah. Or it, it like seems that, like The Walking no, Dead. <laughs> or The Walking Dead, yeah, because it seems like no one is safe on Game of Thrones. They're really not. I mean, they, I almost just gave away a spoiler. I'm not going to give away too many. <laughs> but yeah, no one's safe on that show. The Have you seen uh, X-Men Days of Future Past? I have. I love the The, the guy who played uh, Bolivar Trask, I know, was in Game of Thrones. And uh, from what I heard, he's great in Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, but... I mean, I thought he was really good in Days of Future Past, so once I do watch Game of Thrones, I'll be looking forward to seeing how he does. I was really glad with how they did the uh, the new, uh, most recent X-Men movie, because they just took all the bad stuff from before and just kicked it to the curb. They were like, that, that, that never happened. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, I, when they announced that movie, and I was talking about it with a couple of friends of mine, I was thinking, you know, since it involves time travel, they could just erase that third X-Men movie. Yeah. <laughs> And thankfully they did it. Yeah. And it, it was really, really cool. And I, I'm excited to see what they do with the, the next one, too. It should be really with, interesting. Uh, with Apocalypse. Because, I mean, they brought back uh, Jean Grey. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just... When that when I saw that, I was in the movie theater just flipping out. I was like, oh, my God. The the thing that, sur- that surprised me the most, and I was glad this happened, and this is a spoiler for anyone that hasn't seen it yet, but uh, when Wolverine wakes up back in the future and everything's hunky-dory... And Beast walks by, and it's Kelsey Grammer, and he says, "Good morning, Logan." I, I, <laughs> I lost it because I'm a huge Kelsey Grammer fan. Yeah, and I thought I remember back when X3 came out and he was cast as Beast. I'm like, "Oh, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect." And he was one of the few highlights from that movie. I really liked um, Quicksilver too. That sequence with him was so good. Yeah, I love uh, that. Like from a technical standpoint, that was just so, so good. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do with that in the next Avengers movie, though. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's a different actor, actor and everything. So. so I'm really interested to see. Because, I mean, there's you can't help but compare the two. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. he's going to have a lot to live up to, though. Yeah, he really is. I remember reading uh, early reviews for X-Men, and everybody was saying... Quicksilver is going to steal the show. Mm-hmm. And to me, that sequence with him, you know, moving the bullets and punching the police <laughs> officers in the face, like to me, that was the best and most impressive sequence of the entire movie. Yeah, it really was. And the close second was Magneto lifting up that, that whole was baseball really cool. stadium. Yeah. Because, like, my sister asked me if it was a, if I recommend the movie. And I was like, yeah, you have to go see Quicksilver. That's, <laughs> that's my immediate response. Go see Quicksilver. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so. You're obviously you enjoy the the Marvel DC movies. Like who who are some of your favorite Marvel DC characters? Um, I love Captain America. Captain America's great. Iron Man's great. Um, and they'll be starring in Captain America three. They together. will. I was surprised about that. And they're doing the Civil War storyline, mm-hmm. which is great. It's gonna be really interesting. I uh, I love Spider Man too. Yeah, Spider Man's probably my favorite. One. Yeah, out of all the here. from the Marvel universe, I think it's Spider Man. I wish they would. Put him in there with the Avengers, but I don't foresee that happening anytime soon. They've got to cut a deal with Sony. Somehow. Yeah, Sony's not going to let it happen, probably. I mean, I like the uh, the Spider-Man movies, though. Yeah, I I like Andrew Garfield better as Spider-Man yeah. than Tobey Maguire. Because yeah. looking back on those that original trilogy, like I still enjoy it, but there was a little bit of campiness to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Amazing Spider-Man 1, it felt more serious, yet... Andrew Garfield played Spider-Man more accurately. Yeah, because he really did. Tobey Maguire never really, you know, was cocky or made wisecracks to the villains while he was wearing the Spider-Man outfit, and Andrew Garfield did that a lot, and I really enjoyed it. I really wish they would also 
I, I know it's not going to happen, but I want to see the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man too. Yeah, I would that like would to see really that. Cool. I just want to be him, to be honest. Like, <laughs> hey, you never know. I, I want to be him. That's, you, you never know. Is, I've never read that comic, but I've heard great things about it. Yeah, a lot it. of like, people really enjoy it. I read a couple of them, and I really liked it. There's also, um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, True Blood, but there's an actor on True Blood. He did, um, there's a YouTube short film. I can't remember what it's called right now, but he did Venom in the short film, and it's on YouTube, and that was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. It the was Venom so short good. film. Yeah, Marvel did a few uh, short films. Like, they did one with Thomas Jane reprising The Punisher. Yeah, I saw that one, too. Called uh, Dirty Laundry. That was really and, good. Yeah, that one was really, really good, too. But um, back to some of your acting, do you have anything that you're currently working on, or... Any like acting gigs you have lined up anytime soon? Uh, currently, right now, I'm doing. Uh, I'm actually doing a voiceover job right now. It's through the Navy. The Navy's um, some of their basic training is actually an animated series now. It's mm-hmm. a lot like um, where you they give you different options and you have to choose one and it leads you down another path. It's one of those type of things. I'm voicing a main character and a supporting character on that right now, oh, nice. which is really cool. And I'm working on a script. I'm doing a lot of um, auditioning right now in Atlanta too for. Um, all kinds of really cool TV shows. Oh, that's right. You did the Atlanta bound thing. Yeah, I did. You? Okay, yeah. I remember seeing uh, some of the pictures on Facebook. Like I think Naraj did it too, and several yeah. other ones that uh, that I recognized. Yeah, through Atlanta bound, I um, that's how I signed with Babes and Bows out there, and they've been sending me on. Like I auditioned for an HBO pilot, and I've been auditioning for shows on the CW. It's really cool. I'm just waiting for something to hit. But once it does. I mean, that's, that's really what acting is, the waiting game. You just got to keep auditioning and pushing through it. So if anyone uh, is interested in having you come in for an audition, how can people contact you? Like, Do you have an email or uh, um, like a Facebook page? I have a, I've, I'm on Twitter. They could t- go through that. But um, usually they go through like AMC and Marie Crouch or Babes and Bows or um, Impact in New Orleans, Impact Models and Talent. So if any uh, producers or uh, casting directors are looking for someone, book this guy. Yeah, I'm your guy. Book this Just guy, yeah. Hit book me Stephen up. Stephen <laughs> Harlow. All right, Steve, thanks for coming by to do the oh, interview. Thanks this for was having a lot me. of fun. It yeah. really was. Yeah, it was great. And that does it for this week's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. Thank you once again to Mr. Stephen Harwick for coming on for that really fun conversation. And next week, we will be continuing our look into the world of film with John Michael Ferrari. And trust me, you will want to tune in for that one. And don't forget, you can follow the show on Twitter at DDiamondExp, like us on Facebook at The Derek Diamond Experience, and you can follow me personally on Twitter at Derek underscore Diamond. And that'll do it. See you guys next week.